0: Hello everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Let's Talk Life. This is where we talk living inspired, fearless, and encouraged. My name is Robin Terry, I am your host, and I appreciate you tuning in today. So today we're gonna talk about how God can step in to meet our needs as mothers. I'm going to start by telling a story about Hagar and Ishmael. It's probably a story you're already familiar with but whenever I think about uh, baby mama drama this is the first story that comes to mind and so um, to sum it all up Abraham and Sarah they were promised a son but Sarah got impatient and so she told Abraham to sleep with her maidservant or her slave Hagar. Hagar got pregnant and I guess Hagar started acting funny and stuff around the, around the tent. And Sarah got mad and she told Abraham. And so Abraham said, Sarah, she's your slave. Do with her as you wish. So Sarah started being mean to Hagar and Hagar ran away. But then an angel of the Lord met Hagar out in the wilderness and sent her back to Abraham and Sarah. So Hagar eventually gave birth to Ishmael, and he grew up with Abraham and Sarah, and all was well. Well, it turns out Sarah did, in fact, end up getting pregnant, and Sarah gave birth to Isaac, who's the son of the promise, when Abraham was a 100 years old. So when it was time for Isaac to be weaned, uh, probably between the ages of two and five, um, Abraham decided to throw Isaac a party or a feast. That's what they called it back in those times. They had a feast. And during the feast, Sarah noticed Ishmael taunting Isaac. And she got upset. And so she went to Abraham and said, Abraham, I don't want Hagar and Ishmael here anymore. You know, I don't know where they're going to go. But they got to get the hell out of here, Abraham, because Isaac is my baby. Ishmael is being mean to my baby. And I'm pretty sure uh, Abraham did not want to hear this because Ishmael was his son, just like Isaac was. But he honored Sarah's request. And the next morning he got up and packed up some food and water for uh, Hagar and Ishmael. And sent them on their way. You know. I could just see it. I can just picture it in my head. You know. He's you know. At the opening of the tent. Telling Hagar. You know. Hagar I'm so sorry. But you and Ishmael have to leave. Here's some food and some water. Godspeed. God be with y'all. Y'all have to go. And. On the other end of that, I can picture Hagar saying, Abraham, why are you doing this to us? You are our only means of support. We need you. We need to stay here. But Abraham's probably saying, no, I'm so sorry. Y'all got to go here. Y'all take this food and water. Y'all will be fine. And so they left. And so Hagar and Ishmael left Abraham and Sarah's. Uh, dwelling place and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And here Hagar is she has no money, she has no job, she has no means to support herself or Ishmael. She is alone with her 13-year-old son. He was probably 13 or 14, but she's alone with her son. You know, he's old enough, but he's not yet a man. So he still needs some guidance. And she's afraid. I'm pretty sure she's afraid and she's devastated. She's hurt. She's crying. She's desolate. And so as they wandered, they eventually ran out of food and water. And Ishmael became weak and sick. And he was about to die, you know, Probably, you know, I'm pretty sure from lack of water, maybe having a heat stroke, very weak, very tired, just no strength left. And so Hagar put Ishmael under a bush. That's what the Bible said, a bush. Or maybe it was a big tree. I don't know. But she put him under there and she walked away because she couldn't bear to watch her son die. She stayed close enough to where she could hear him, but far enough to where she did not have to see him Take his last breath And she went And she cried and she wept Loudly Her heart was broken But God So it turns out While Hagar was weeping And crying her eyes out God heard Ishmael The Bible says God heard the voice Of Ishmael And an angel of the Lord Appeared to Hagar The angel said, what's wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy from the place where he is. Get up, help the boy up and support him, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the water skin and gave the boy a drink. This comes from Genesis chapter 21, verses 17 through 19. God said, I will make him a great nation. God was with Ishmael and he grew. So what is the point of this story? The point of this story is that even when you receive no help from your child's father slash baby daddy slash Sperm donor God steps in to take care of you and your babies So let me clarify something Here for a moment When I am referring to a father Slash dad I am referring to a certain type of man And when I am referring to When you hear me say sperm donor I am referring to another type of man So a father or dad Is there to offer emotional Spiritual and financial support to his children He's there for the hugs and the kisses the ups and the downs the good the bad the ugly like he's there for everything He wants to be there for everything And I encourage you to let him be there for everything So there are millions of great fathers and dads in this country and around the world And usually when a father Leaves his son's life is either or his son or daughter uh, is either by death, where he just he had no other choice. He died. There's no way around it. He died. He's gone, and he left the mother of the child to to care for the children. Sometimes a father uh, and a mother go through a divorce. And they end up separated. And maybe where he was once a great father, he's so bitter and angry or whatever at the way things ended with the mother that he chooses not to be a great father anymore. Because that does happen as well. And uh, it's hurtful for the child and it's hurtful for the mother. Now when I refer to, or when I say sperm donor, I am referring to a man that doesn't offer any emotional, spiritual, or financial support. Like This man only comes around when it's convenient for him. He offers no support. He doesn't call to check in on the child. And he doesn't really care whether or not he sees the child. This man is the man who will say, call me if you need something. But when you call, he says that he doesn't have it. Two, like, to- those are men of, like, two different ends of, you know, the spectrum. You have the great one, and then you have the one who's just a shitty parent. And so, um, the the thing with the sperm donors is that, You know, some of them actually go to a sperm bank to donate sperm and they get a little cash and they don't care whether, you know, their sperm is used or not. They got the money, they donated the sperm, you know, they out. Then you have the sperm donor that actually lays with you, has sex with you, and um, when you, you turn up pregnant either he abandoned you before the baby is born or after the baby is born he has no interest whatsoever in fathering uh the child he's just like i'm so sorry for you peace i'm out and so you know i'm not trying to offend anybody but if you are offended then maybe i'm i'm talking about you so If you want to change that, just stop being a sperm donor and start being a father. So when you hear me say father or dad in the future, you know what I'm referring to. When you hear me say sperm donor in the future, you know what I'm referring to. So back to the point of the story. So point number one. God steps in to take care of you when you are alone and deserted. He will come to your rescue. We have to hold on to that. He will come to our rescue when we really need him. He will come just in the nick of time. Point number two. God listens to the cries of our children. He wants to meet their needs. So I'm pretty sure Abraham taught Ishmael about, you know, our God. So the Bible says, God heard the voice of the boy. So I think it's important to teach our children to pray, especially during times of adversity. Now the Bible doesn't say Ishmael was praying. The Bible just says that God heard the voice of the boy. I don't know what Ishmael was saying, but God heard it. And so because God heard it, he said, I'm going to meet this need. So I I feel like we should teach our kids, you know, that God hears them and he wants to meet their need. Okay. The third point is that God sees things that we cannot see. So the Bible says that then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So perhaps the well of water was already there as she was wandering, but maybe she was so consumed by her grief and her loss and her pain that she couldn't see the very thing that was already provided to keep her and Ishmael alive. So that's the thing about grief and sorrow, you know, and it, it just has a way of blinding us and putting a blanket over our eyes so much that all we can see is the grief, the sorrow, the disappointment, the letdown, and the lack of. All we can see is what we don't have or what we lost. And sometimes it just takes God coming down here, tapping us on the shoulder and saying, hey, hey, look at me, I got you. Don't worry about this. Look over there. You see that? That's for you and Ishmael. Or in my case, hey Robin, you see that? That's for you and your children. Or for you. You see that? That's for you and Sean. Or that's for you and Devante. Or that's for you and Caleb. Do you see what I'm saying here? God will point us in the right direction to meet our needs. We only have to trust. He can see things that we cannot see. So we have to be willing and open to the fact that God can guide us. He is our covering. So even when the men of our lives leave us and we feel like we have no covering and we don't know what we're going to do, God is our covering, He is our provider. Whether the man is present or not, God is our provider. And that is something that we have to hold on to. So hold on to this word. God steps in to take care of you. God listens to the cries of our children and he wants to meet their needs as much as he wants to meet our needs. And lastly, God sees things that we cannot see. So... I'm going to start a series next week called Baby Mama Drama, and I want you to tune in and, and share it with as many mothers as you can. We are going to talk about so many things that we deal with as mothers when it comes to raising our children, when it comes to dealing with the, the sperm donors or fathers of our children. There are many things. We have to wear many hats. We work, we cook, we clean, we do laundry, we go to school, we help our kids with homework, we take them to the doctor. We're, we play doctor when they're sick. I mean we have so many things we have to do as mothers and then you know what comes with that drama sometimes so we're going to talk about the baby mama drama we're going to talk about how to deal with the drama and I, we're going to talk about how to avoid the drama nobody wants to be in a drama field life and I hope that this series is a blessing to you i want you to share it i want you to tune in and i'm not talking you know out the side of my neck these are all things that i have lived because i have single mom experience i have baby mama drama experience and i've been married i'm divorced I'm single and I have four children and my life is very busy, very hectic. So I have a lot of stories to tell and a lot of points I can make using the word of God. So just tune in and uh, share with as many working mothers, single mothers, uh, divorced mothers, widowed mothers, any mother that you may know Uh, again. Again, my name is Robin Terry. I am your sister in hope and healing. And I cannot end this recording without telling you to go buy my book. The name of my book is Resilient, My Story, God's Glory. It is available for you to purchase today. And I appreciate all of your support. Until we meet again, be blessed.